Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. my frame chasers it's wednesday and you already know what it is a new episode of chasing the frame today i'm with janaea kaufman janaea how are you i'm great how are you buddy oh you know fantabulous <laughs> so before we get into the cast i just want to thank nerd <laughs> <laughs> i can't help myself i'm sorry <laughs> before we get into the cast i want to thank everyone listening and remember if you are a patreon member awesome if you're not Hop on that train right now at www.patreon.com slash, I believe, Chasing the Frame or CTF Podcast. I will be in the description, so I'm blanking out on my own Patreon page, sadly. But you have three different tiers, from a dollar to two dollars to five dollars. A dollar will get you to listen to the podcast three days before it airs. Two dollars will get you to listen to the podcast five days before it airs. And about five dollars will get you to listen to the podcast a week before it airs. So basically, that means you can listen to next week's podcast today. Pretty good deal, I think. And then on top of that, too, just casually letting you guys know, we have hashtag Frame Chaser shirts at teespring.com slash store slash chasing dash the dash frame. Again, that's T-E-E-S-P-I-N-G-S-P-R-I-N-G.com slash store slash chasing dash the dash the dash frame. Men's women's t-shirts with a hashtag Frame Chaser shirt logo like or hashtag Frame Chaser words on it. And basically shirts in black and you get in tri blend and crew neck and V neck. And it ranges from about $20 to about 25 99 soft, comfortable and wonderful shirts. Not going to lie. Like I always tell you guys. So let's get to it. Who's ready to chase frames today. So Janae, the first question I always ask everyone on the podcast is where are you from originally? Uh, I am from Putnam, Connecticut, Connecticut, East coaster. Okay, cool. Awesome. Right on. Yeah, man. I'm from New Jersey. Well, originally. That's, why, that's- Oh, nice. Well, yeah. So we're neighbors. The Jersey thing. Oh, Jersey no, 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 no. I'm not from the shore. <laughs> it's the Jersey thing. Just kidding. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> so Connecticut. That's awesome. So how close are you from Stanford? Is that, is that... So I'm in the top, uh, n- most northeast corner of Connecticut. It's right on the border of Massachusetts and Rhode Island. Oh, okay. literally like go in a place in my town. And step on this like rock, and it's like in three different places. Oh, you know? oh, dope! That's pretty yeah. cool. So, where are you? Yeah. Where are you now, though? 
I am in Garden Grove, but I've been in Huntington Beach. So let's just say Huntington Beach, California, baby. Woo woo. All right. Huntington Beach. I'm going to be going down to the beach while I'm talking to you anyway. Oh, snap. Okay. Uh, Very nice. Uh, So second question is, what was the movie TV show? I mean, I know you're also, um, you know, you're a musician, you're a cook, you're like a lot of things. You're like another Renaissance woman on this show. This two Renaissance women, which I'm which is pretty awesome by the way um the second <laughs> one uh so what was the first thing that like said to you that spoke to you and you wanted to go down the path that you're going down now like movie tv show cooking show um, whatever it was so when i was so when i was six years old mm-hmm. um i started singing in front of people okay. and i've known since i was like three years old that i was going to be living on stage okay. that's just been my whole that's been my whole life mm-hmm. my whole life has been singing in front of people you know, acting. I started acting when I was in third grade. I yeah. started, you know, singing in front of people when I was in first grade. And, mm-hmm. um, it's just kept going and it's kind of snowballed into this obsession to just get underneath the human, you know, get underneath people's skin and yeah. really understand the human condition. And I think that that's what's really great about film is that you can use all kinds of media, sound, uh, visual, color. Um, there's just all kinds of things that you can alter and manipulate in order to create a visual and um, visceral experience for somebody and make them feel something. And I think that that's really amazing to get people to think, you know, that's yeah. really my like goal in this life is to get, is to change minds and to change lives. That's mm. what I've been saying for like forever. I like you know, it. I like and it. so that's why I do film. That's yeah. why I do music. That's why I do anything that I do is because my goal is to fight the good fight. And to just one person at a time, you know, hopefully like make people laugh or smile and really like feel understood and loved. I think that that's like, you know, but who doesn't want that? You know what I mean? Who doesn't want to feel those things? And I think that it's, you know, just because I'm a woman too, you know, Mm. women really are very nurturing creatures. They're just Mm. like, oh my God, I want to like love the world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no. also the arts are are there to make you think and make you see a different perspective perspective in life as well. I believe too. So, right on. Well, and that's why I'm a chef as well. I mean, yeah. that's art. I mean, yeah. anything that you can do that's art because I I think that like the only two things in this life that mm. require all five of our senses is eating and sex. Mm. You know, so yeah. at the end of the day, and then movies get pretty close to it. You can't taste anything when you watch a movie, but, um, you can, um, I mean, unless you get nauseous, then you might like taste penny, you know? I mean, you can technically uh, taste yeah. those in the theater because if you're eating popcorn, I mean, you're tasting things. That's true. So and that is go. maybe part of the movie experience. It's yeah. like the snackies. Yes, it is. I always have to get popcorn mm, whenever I go to the movies. True. I always have to. Yeah. Yeah. But my but, girlfriend wants yeah, to put butter on everything. Like, <laughs> I can't. I what can't. does she want? She wants butter on it all the time. I'm like, no, girl. I'm like, I can't do butter today. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you a human being? What I do am, you mean I no a, butter? I, I'm a human being. I like... Uh, uh, right, let me, mm, they pretty have, cold human being. I am a cool human being who also yeah, likes... Mm, listen, cold. Cold. cold, cold. Not cool. Uh, well, whatever. I am cold. cool. Cool to the touch. But... um. You know, what do you mean you don't... What do you mean you don't want butter on your popcorn, uh, Listen, bro? they already buttered the popcorn to begin with, all right? And, like, I, I think that's enough butter on top of that. And also, it's not even always butter. It's, like, coconut oil, too, she was telling me. I'm like, why would I want coconut oil on my popcorn? <laughs> Yummy. It's, it's oil and coconut. Yeah. Mm, it's it's girly. 
I know. It's, it's just because it's I, I didn't know it was coconut oil until she told me that like two weeks ago. It has like this has like coconut, like real coconut in there. Like it's like good for you. Oh, is it? Let's eat Thanks. all of it. Is it keto? <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so um, when you started, is that keto? <laughs> So when you started uh, acting and singing, uh, were you still in Connecticut at the time? Yeah. So I was like doing just like stage acting theater. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was studying music and I played, you know, quite a few instruments. And I studied voice for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. And so I'm classically like trained in like opera and jazz. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm really like blessed. You know, Mm -hmm. I had a really great teacher who really like pounded theory into my head and mm-hmm. really like I, and it's also a lot of self perseverance, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Getting up every day and saying, okay, well I'm going to go to practice here, here, and yeah. here, you know, doing different things and, you know, putting out the energy. I yeah. think a lot of people like don't get up early enough in the morning. I'm, I'm still not getting up early enough in the what, morning. What you know time what is I mean? early enough for you? Let me ask you that. Uh, no, no. Like the guy who uh, did FUBU. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jamie John. I met him. Um, yeah, he, uh, he, um, it's up at like 5 a.m. Yeah. I wake up at 3 a.m. Yeah. for work. So I, I, I don't want, I want to sleep in a little bit. <laughs> so I, sometimes, yeah, well, like 5 a.m. is sleeping in though. But at the same time, I think also, I think the mindset that a person has, like if, if you're a night owl, I think if you're working, you know, Oh my God, I'm sounding like my old boss here for a second, which I don't like, but basically like, you know, if you get up at, let's say you, you want to wake up at five o'clock, right. And work till when when would you say you want to work till two, two AM or 2 PM? 2 PM. Okay. So you work from five to 2 PM. Now, if I was like, I'm more of a night owl, I'll wake up at 11 and get my work done till I'll stay up till 2 PM. You know what I mean? I'll still do the same hours in, in that regard or work longer. I mean, no, no, like I'm a stand up comic. So like, I get it. I have to stay, I have to like, there's times where I have to do the day shift and then there's times I have to do the night shift and then there's days I have to do both. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I get get you. Like for, yeah, yeah. It's weird. But like, I, I like being able to watch the sunrise. Mm -hmm. That's kind of why I like the idea of getting up at 5am, but that's why Mm -hmm. I've always as a comic, when I do comedy, I'll stay up until the sunrise. Oh, wow. You know, and yeah. then I'll go to sleep. And then I'll get up at one. Good for and you. then I'll start working. <laughs> Very nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, so and the sun comes up, you know, five or six. Yes. It's always beautiful to see the sun, sunrise. So I see it every morning. I see it every morning for work. Yeah, and that must be really like, Mm, calming. It, it is. It's very. Some of them yeah. are very beautiful, and I. But I like the sunset too. I think they're both the same to me. Like they're just as beautiful as. The I'm gonna other. experience both tomorrow in Huntington Beach too. Oh, yeah. I'm really enjoy excited. yourself. There's um. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. Side note: There is a um, a beach in New Jersey in Cape May. Cape yeah, Cape May. It's called Sunset Beach, and that was like one of the best sunsets I ever saw in my whole life. To be completely honest. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Sunset is going to be in 10 minutes here. Oh, wow. Oh, yes, that is true. I, I mean, the worst, though, is when it's, it's that sunset and sunrise look the same and you're like, did I oversleep? That's another, that's another story, though. Um, so, <laughs> right? So um, when you were 
young, young and you're in Connecticut still and you're doing these classically trained things. Actually, what's your favorite instrument too? Um, the Before voice. Because I used to be my favorite instrument. I'm not a really good instrument. I'm, I like can play them. I can teach somebody how to play mm. them. But I'm just like not very good. I'm not very coordinated, yeah. you know? Gotcha. I'm a really amazing singer, but I am a shitty instrumentalist. Well, you know, yeah. I, I for, a second, <laughs> for a second when I asked that too, I didn't think the voice wasn't, I wasn't thinking of the voice as an instrument. I was thinking like actual, in, like I was thinking of instrument instruments and I was like, well, I'm an idiot. She just said her voice, she likes her voice the most. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, it's it's okay. The vocal box is like really interesting and like complicated and you know what? It's actually the last part of the, the human body that develops. Really? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't stop developing until you're like 23 as a male and like 22 as a woman. Oh, wow. Did not know that. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So, and you're not even an, you're not an adult to that point. Like, it's well, that's, so weird. Like, that's true. Are, you're not an adult to technically 20, well, 18, but 21, you can legally drink and stuff. You're not even fully developed at that point. That's you're crazy. putting poison into your body. I don't think that people should start drinking until they're fully developed. You know, that makes like that's sense. Just my my belief on it, but it's just because I had Adderall like mm. thrown down my throat. Oh wow! You know what I mean? Yeah. As a kid, so yeah. for me, like I just I don't know. So yeah. so um, <laughs> being you know the age that you're in. And you're on the stage. What was that first experience like? When when where did you go on stage for? Like, were you in actual plays, or was it like you know, um, locally, you know, community theater stuff like that? What was it, or did you go to, when you went to school? You start really getting into the stage more with acting and stuff. Um, it was like just school stuff. Mm-hmm. So like basically like there. I mean, I was in first grade and I yeah. sang in front of my music teacher, mm-hmm. and then she came up to me and she was like, "I'd like to put you in this special choir." Oh, and I was like, "Oh." okay yeah. and then these old ladies came up to my mom in the grocery store and they're like your daughter has a beautiful voice and she goes oh, what do you mean yeah and then she's like oh well Janae, you're the only one in school Janae, did you sing for these nice ladies i'm like mm, yeah i sing for a whole auditorium of old people <laughs> and she's all like oh and i'm sick you know <laughs> yeah, yeah like well, that's exciting stuff. Holy at six. crap. Like my kid, you know, and, well at six, I was just, I was already doing things on my own without yeah. anybody. You know, I didn't go to my mom and, and I didn't tell her about it until it was already done. <laughs> yeah. Surprise mom. Surprise. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. Oh yeah. I think I sing now. <laughs> I do stuff. Yeah. So I have a personality. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're funny. when you're growing up and you're and you're doing more of this, so you're in high high school, I guess you would continue the trend and um you know are you oh, doing absolutely yeah. So what were you doing in high school like play wise? Do you have any standout plays that were like, you know, that stick out to you the most that you remember? Um yeah, I did Jesus Christ Superstar and that was amazing. Okay. Um there was actually like picketers outside. Mm. Why? Who were like <laughs> Because it's Jesus Christ Superstar. It's talking about Jesus Christ having a mistress and getting oh. with like Mary Magdalene and stuff. So they're like, that's not in the Bible. You can't do this play. That's blasphemy. You know what's funny? Like, I swear. You know what's kind of funny too, if you think about it? Like if you look at that time, like, you know, we're almost the same age. And like, if you think of that time frame too, like Jesus Christ Superstar. Weird time to be alive, man. Yeah. Hey, Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh, what else? Uh, and Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat had like a nice four year run of like always being it played. Really yeah. In that time frame. And Greece. Greece, Greece, too, Greece? You know? No, I didn't have Greece actually. No, me. I, I can't think of Greece in my town. Like from where I'm from, 
Uh, we did Anything Goes. Okay. We did Name of La Mancha. Okay. We did Footloose. Oh, wow. That's really that cool. cool. We did a Little Shop of Horrors yeah. my senior year, I think. But the crowning one that I thought was cool was that I did Antigone. Do you know, have you heard of Antigone? I've heard the of the Oedipus trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Oedipus trilogy. I read Oedipus mm-hmm. a yeah, long so time ago. Antigone, yeah, Antigone is the last part of the series, mm-hmm. the last part of the saga, the trilogy. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Antigone was in love with her brother. I mean, back in the Greek days. I mean, yeah. Everybody talked to everybody's brother, yeah. you know? And, or mother. Um, or mother. Uh-huh. That was what Oedipus did. Yeah. Some of I wanted to do. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, I went and I auditioned for the school lead for that play. Yeah. And didn't happen. And uh, so I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm. It was my senior year. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this myself. I'm yeah. going to like not do the play this year. <laughs> and so I just kept focusing on my books. And then one day the director comes and grabs me and she goes, Hey, I, uh, I need your help. <laughs> um, and I'm like, what's going on? And she's all like, um, so yeah, uh, Melissa quit and, um, I'm going to need you to like play and take me. And I was wow. all like, isn't that shit in like 12 days? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. So we put a lot of money into this already. Oh my gosh. I was like, no. And I like went back into class. Wow. And then the teacher came back and the teacher was like, the principal wants to see you. And the principal held it over my head that I had been skipping class because I had been. Oh, and she was like, if you could do this, you can graduate. Holy shit. <laughs> what, what, and so, what an ultimatum. And I was like, um, uh, okay. And so I spent the next 12 days like learning the script. Oh my gosh. And I got really frustrated. But then we Why did like, frustrated? yeah, we did like seven shows. Oh, it was like 58 pages, dude. Oh, wow. Like a lot to learn. Yeah, it was a lot to learn in 12 days. Damn. It was intense. Yeah. It was all live performance. You know that's, what I mean? That's all true. Live. I mean, that's, stage is like one of the hardest things ever just to do everything in one shot, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why I can do comedy now, too. You yeah. Know? Uh, it just, it just, it, it primed me for mm. it. Yeah. You know? And uh, was opening night a success? Uh, yeah, everything went cool, man. We did like three shows or four shows or something like that. And went pretty dope. Very nice. Nerve wracking though. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I, oh, I bet. So also like, you know, you could have given me plenty of time to memorize this. And the only reason they came to get me was because the guy who directed me when I was a freshman mm-hmm. remembered that I had an amazing memory. Yeah. For script. Yeah. And he he remembered that I could remember the entire script for Man of La Mancha. And he was just like, she has a really good memory. You should probably go and hit her up. And, and like they, to- he told her, and yeah. then she was like, "Oh, shit, <laughs> my bad." Um, okay, Sorry. so changed my mind. Sorry, <laughs> uh, I'm all like, "Fuck you, bro." What? But you know what? That director, that director was a really, really good friend of mine who actually committed suicide. Um, oh shit! I'm sorry. Last year, so. Oh man, she was like a second mom to me. So, um, but that really shows you you know, what's really underneath a performer. She was really out there as well. Like she yeah. was very involved. She was a burlesque uh, performer. Mm-hmm. She was a singer. She was an actress. She was amazing. Yeah. She was absolutely gorgeous human being. And I don't know. I mean, everyone's an what actor. made her. Yeah. Amazing human being though. Yeah. Melissa Pelletier. Yeah. She's cool. Shit. Yeah. So 
after that terrible accent, I'm, I'm like trying to transition correctly, but uh, what did you do after? No, no, it's good. We can. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's do it. After, after high school, what did you do? Um, so I came to California. Okay. And I moved into Huntington Beach, and my next-door neighbor's boyfriend mm-hmm. uh, was a promoter for the punk industry. Okay. And he offered me a job, and so I started touring around with punk bands. And I've oh. been working in the punk industry now for uh, 15 years. Uh, what were you doing in the punk industry? Um, before I was just a door girl and I was just taking, I was just taking money at the door Mm -hmm. and I was just counting how many people would come through. And, uh, that was it. That was my job. And I had asked them before, because I mean, I had been a performer for years already, Mm -hmm. you know, about, I had been a performer for already 12 years. I'm like, Hey, yo, like, can I be like, can I announce y'all? And they're like, Kid, get the fuck out of here! No. Yeah. How, how like, old were you when you moved? Were you, 18? were you eighteen when you moved out to California, or like a little older? Or seventeen? Seventeen? Okay. I was seventeen. Just wondering. Yeah, just... I moved out right when I graduated from high school. Oh, okay, gotcha. And yeah. So you're so. young in high school. So you, like usually, because people are eighteen when they graduate high school, but you're that one yeah. of the, those young people. You didn't miss the yeah. And then I waited a year, waited a year, and gained a hundred pounds, and then. I went to college and then I lost a hundred pounds and then I got hit by a car oh, and then I got with my son's dad and then I got pregnant and then, yeah, it's a crazy wow. story, man. That's a, that's a hell of a year. That's not a year. That's, uh, well, that's fucking, a- <laughs> that's like the spread of like what happened between 2005 and 2008. Oh, wow. You know? That was a hell of a three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Craziness. so I moved out here. I worked in the punk industry. Yeah. I had a job at the grocery store yeah. at Ralph. I was going to college at Golden West College. And music and musical performance and uh, theory and mm. business. Nice. And then. Uh, but now I'm going to be going to psychology, you know, because I do business and yeah. I'm already in, you know, music. So I'm like, I've been in business since I was seven years old. I yeah. owned a business. Um, with my family we had a candle business oh, so wow. that's what i was also doing yeah that's what i was saying i've been those multiple avenues of uh of revenue mm. you know yeah those what, multiple avenues of revenue just to give people a heads up we were talking about multiple av- uh, avenues of revenue before we walked uh, talked on the podcast and it was about how how it used to have seven you were saying right and now you need 10 to be that millionaire and then that yeah. Regard, right mm-hmm. yeah to be like to even get anywhere close to a million dollars yeah. as like a normal person, you know, and then yeah. you can take that million dollars and then invest it. And then you become a multimillionaire yep. that way. So it's really about how you get those multiple avenues of revenue. And mm-hmm. then you, um, increase your like credibility. So that's getting an education. That's really yeah. important because that helps with like anything that you're selling or doing. Yeah. And then, um, basically like it's, uh, investing and saving, yeah. you know, so, so when mm-hmm. you when you yeah. came out here, also when did you start getting into like uh, film and like you know, or in the sense of like you know, acting and doing well? I mean, because you were as you're doing music in general, but when did you start getting into the music, uh, the acting or acting or you know, film scene? So that didn't happen until after I um, after I met my son's father, mm-hmm. and I had actually quit the entertainment industry to start a family. Yeah, um, that went horribly wrong. I left him. We, we got together. It was really toxic. Mm. I said, we need to take a step back. And I moved out. And I found out five days later that I was pregnant with my son, Matthias. Oh, wow. And uh, that was, yeah, really rough. I was 20. 
you know, 24 yeah. years old at the time when I found out I was pregnant, I was 25 when my son was born. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it was really crazy. In the first year I had really bad postpartum depression and him and I were still that really toxic couple. And I had no family support and I had, uh, no job because I was a stay at home mom. Yeah. I wasn't really getting anything done. Mm-hmm. I just, I was, you know, taking care of my really sick child. Yeah. And, um, CPS actually came in and separated me and my son's dad and he, they, because I didn't have any support and because mm-hmm. it was his apartment and he was the one with the car and family support. They gave him my son. Oh shit. And, uh, it was, uh, crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was intense. That is so, it's insane. Um, yeah, I had a lot of like mental problems as well, mm-hmm. anger issues and just things that had happened from being, you know, severely abused as a kid. So yeah. that's why I was really delving into like the music and school and mm-hmm. all these activities was because I was trying to stay away from home. Yeah. You know, but understand. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, so once CPS came in and I became homeless, mm-hmm. you know, and I lost yeah. everything that I owned. Um, it just really turned sour. I was uh, homeless on the street, just being a dirt bag, you know? Yeah. And, uh, then I, uh, I did my first modeling gig. Okay. And I, uh, did this show at the Yost and I met this guy named Michael Bui and Michael Bui works with this guy named Eric Fox. Now Eric Fox works in Hollywood as a special effects artist. He's amazing. Oh, cool. Um, so I went to go see about a prosthetic fin made for myself cause I wanted to go to Renaissance fairs and be a mermaid Uh-oh. and get paid, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, I met Eric Fox and he, he liked me and he was like, you want to come party with us? We're going to go to Pasadena. And then tomorrow we're going to go do a film with Dolph Lundgren. You want to come? Oh shit. And I was like, uh, fuck yeah. I want to go to do a film with Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> did you, did you get to meet uh, Dolph Lundgren? Did you talk to oh, him? Oh, fuck yeah. Did you fuck say yeah, I will I break you to him? <laughs> no, that's fucking cheesy as fuck. But I did make a joke to him. He actually like wore his costume. Yeah. out to lunch and got a little bit of mustard on it like, or something i think or i or i had said something about like oh man you could have gotten mustard I, something like that but it was actually a really life-changing experience for mm-hmm. me and i've been in love with film um since before that when i was living with my son's dad i yeah. saw vhs and i saw a couple of other films um the last house on the left was really big for me mm-hmm. Um, Why was VHS that big for you? Was really big for me. Why were those um, too the big for you? The last on the left yeah. was really big for me because um, my friends actually ran out of the room during the rape scene. Oh, and I think that that was really really interesting mm-hmm. um, because I saw what it did to people and I saw how under somebody's skin you can get. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Whoa, I want to do that." Yeah, because it doesn't matter if people are running out of the room. It doesn't matter if people are on the under their feet as long as they're engaged. Yeah. If you're getting under somebody's skin, then that's a good thing. They, it was so good and so realistic and so fucked up that my friend had to get out of the room because he couldn't handle the idea of a woman being hurt. Mm. And I felt that that was really interesting. And then I was like, but that's why you sympathize with the parents who murder these guys who raped their daughter. Yeah. And then I'm like, that's sympathizing with with hurting somebody yeah. but you can sympathize with it 
how can somebody sympathize with violence? And then I realized that's what they want. They, you want to have people yelling at the TV going, yeah, kill the motherfucker. Yeah, put his fucking head in the fucking microwave. Like, that's what we, that's what entertainment is supposed to do. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, I, I realized what film was in that moment. And I realized what it was to be a great filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And I think that I brought that, I carried that along with me you know, until mm-hmm. I got to experience that with Dolph. And then I realized I was like, I don't want to do anything else with my life. Yeah. I want to do this now. And, what, uh, I've been pursuing it ever since. Now question, was this the original house on, uh, the last house on the left or the remake? Cause I think they did a remake. The remake. We, okay. me and my friends were watching the remake, Have you but seen, it was still so real. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the original from that uh, or no? Uh, I've seen bits and pieces. I haven't been able to sit down and watch the whole thing. It was just like, it was on at the house. Like, I don't really get to sit down and watch yeah. movies. Even when I do watch movies now, it's like, now I'm breaking them down like a filmmaker. Yeah. I do the second viewing. I can't do that on the first viewing. I, I have to, like, go into a movie and just go, I need to enjoy this. And then, like, this, I'll buy it. I'll basically buy the movie and I'll watch it and then break it down. Because everyone's like, you must break down movies all the time. I'm like, I, 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 I like to go... And like, cause I feel like I pick up more things when I just watch as a spectator, actually for me personally, for me, in my opinion. Yeah. But I just think that that's, I realized what great film was. Yeah. And then, yeah, I really like, I really like realized after I met Dolph Lundgren and mm. I realized he was a really educated person. He has an IQ of 100. And yeah. Like he's a 60, smart man, which is insane. Yeah. I have an IQ of 156. Oh shit. Hillary Clinton has an IQ of 154. And so I realized that if those people that are smart, you know, he's smart. Mm-hmm. If he's that smart and I'm that smart, then I can live and do what I love mm-hmm. and I don't have to live by anybody else's rules. Well, also, Dol- and they call that the Dolph Lundgren effect, I guess. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people who actually meet Dolph Lundgren on, on a set and end up doing film for the rest of their life. Really? And it's like, really? Yeah. My friend, John Lund, I met him on the set with that film called don't kill it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a film about a demon who pops from one body to another from via the person who kills them. So oh. they like, so they like kill the demon and then the demon hops into the person's body that kills them. And then how do you, then what do you do? <laughs> I did special, I did special effects. Oh no. I mean, how I do you kill like, a demon then? How do you not kill a demon? Like you just don't kill him. Like, yeah, no, that. no, like the demon had so like you got to watch the movie. Yeah, find out. I will have to watch this movie. This I, I looked up the picture right now. This, you gotta find out, bro. I will find out. It's Mike Mendez and Dolph Lundgren, and it's called Don't Kill It. All right. And I, I was the PA to the PA. Oh, the part P- of the special effects artist. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so you were the lowest. That was person my first on the t- film. That was my first film experience yeah. as a PA to the PA. Oh and, and what was that besides like meeting Dolph Lundgren and like, you know, making that you wanting to learn film, uh, do film for the rest of your life. What was that experience being on set? Like in general too? Like, I mean, obviously um, I it was just, that, yeah. it was a lot of work. Just, yeah. I was doing art department work at that point. So mm-hmm. I was just putting fake blood on mannequins and, uh, helping my buddy set up the air compressor so that we can make it look like somebody's head was getting blown off. You oh, know? Shit. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah, it was really crazy practical effects that I learned that day. And I, you know, like I, I just can't even believe that I've been so blessed, like that. I just fell into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that it's been, it, it keeps going and I'm just like, wow, that's yeah. cool. 
And then, and then what happened after uh, that, that experience where you had the Dolph Lundgren effect? Yeah, I just like realized I didn't want to do anything else. And I, uh, I was working at Five Guys Burgers mm. and Fries at the time. And um, I love the Five Guys Burgers and Fries. They're oh good. God. They're very good. I do, uh, I do oh, my God. So I, I kind of want one now. Good. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So um, I quit my job. Oh. And I, for three years straight, mm. I did not work a job. And I kept pursuing comedy and film. Yeah. So, so exclusively this, like, I've been touring. I went to Chicago. Mm. And I've been in Vegas a lot, yeah. um, doing comedy out there. And, when did you start um, the comedy career? kind of floating around. When? Uh, about three years ago as well. So it was just kind of like a roller coaster of mm-hmm. just change. Yeah. Um, when I quit my job and I just decided to, like, take life by the horns and really do what I, what I'm passionate about and what yeah. I love. And uh, comedy saved my life when I was 15 years old. I wanted to commit suicide because the Adderall mm-hmm. that was being shoved down my throat. I just couldn't do it anymore, man. Yeah. And uh, I luckily had my little min pen moose mm-hmm. and I had mad TV and I had Saturday night live and it saved my life. You know, how do you feel and about realized, color? You know, Oh, I love in living color. All right, just make, just making sure, just making sure. You, I mean, you mentioned just Mad TV and Saturday, no, but SNL. I, I, I like in living color, but it wasn't on TV when I was that age. Oh, okay. Really? It was five it, it was years on, before the. It was on TV. Mm, no, I remember watching it. Yeah, but it, yeah, but it, uh, in my area, maybe it was. Oh, okay. Because I'm in Connecticut. Oh, gotcha. Okay, that make yeah, that makes sense. Maybe it wasn't in your area. You're right. My bad. And in loving color was like kind of like earlier. I, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't remember it. I, I never watched it until I was older. Oh, okay. Well, um, I'm glad you watched it though. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Oh, my gosh. The Wayans brothers and Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Dave and Alan dude. Weir. You have Tommy Davidson. You have an early <laughs> Jamie Foxx. You have, uh, you know, a whole bunch of, uh, even Chris Rock was on that for like a hot minute. And then he went to SNL, I think. Yeah. So there's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, no, like that's a really great show as well. I yeah. just I was more of an SNL and Mad TV. That was where what was on in TV. Who was you know when I was up by myself in the middle of the night, not yeah. being able to sleep because of the drugs that I didn't want to take. <laughs> you know, favorite <laughs> SNL performer. Oh, Sherry O'Terry. Okay, they know that's. I feel like that's a very rare one. People would say, to be honest. Like oh no, she's great. Yeah, no, I I agree. I like her. She's fabulous. You know, I just I feel like you know the thing is, but I maybe maybe because I've seen so much. I mean, I've seen I haven't seen much of SNL, but I've seen her work. I've when she was Will Ferrell, especially when they're um right there the uh, cheerleaders. The cheerleaders. The cheerleaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's ready. Okay. <laughs> um, I feel like uh you know she's kind of underrated because you haven't heard much about her or she hasn't come back. In a sense, like you think we should host. That's why she's so underrated. That's why I love her. I yeah. think she's she's so subtly and and brilliantly funny, and I think that she just has this like natural funniness about yeah. her. You know, she's kind of like a midget. Like she's just kind of funny. She's also great in scary movie too, or not scary movie too. Yeah. Scary movie, yeah. And plus, she's just great all around. I I, I really love her work and yeah. on SNL. I um. I really like her uh, pharmacy lady. Was really funny to me. Fucking shit, man! That shit was great. 
Plus the name um, rhymes so perfectly too, Sherry O'Terry. Yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe she made it up, Matt. I don't, I, I don't, I'm looking this up right now on Wikipedia. No, her name is actually Cheryl Ann O'Terry. Like that is legitly her name. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I mean, like that is like it's a it's a memorable name. Yeah, she's a great performer. Yeah, she's really talented. So you're up. I so, think uh, the new blonde on SNL, Kate McKinnon, uh, the one who's yeah, she's cool. She's I, good. I like her. She's really funny. I did not like her in Ghostbusters, sadly. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I gave Ghostbusters 2016. I liked her in Mastermind. I didn't oh see that yet. Oh my gosh, she's so funny in Mastermind. Oh, I didn't, With Zach, Zach Galifianakis. Galifianakis, Yeah. Uh, where they're like taking the pictures for their like engagement and stuff. Wait, is it, are you talking about Kate McKinnon or was it, um, was Kate McKinnon um, or uh, Kristen, Kristen Wiig? No, Kate McKinnon. She, she, I didn't know she was in that. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she was the fiance. I, I, you know, I watched part of Mastermind before I like forgot about it, so I, I apologize. <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. So, so you're, Wait. so you're, so you're up late at night, and that's how the comedy bug basically came about. Then, yeah. Okay. Save my life for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually did a uh, did a report in high school about, and I walked around the hallways at my high school in a clown suit on my way to give a psychology report on the effects of humor on health. Okay, that's <laughs> so it. it's been a passion of mine for a really long time, and I think I do think that laughter is the best medicine. It, I mean, and um, yeah. I've really believed that like my whole life, you know, and it's really mm-hmm. something that I've been passionate about. I've my dad has always been like, "Why the fuck are you always watching this shit?" And I'm like. <laughs> What shit? And he's like, the stand-up shit. And I'm like, I like it. And he's all like, well, it's fucking stupid. Thank you. I'm like, keep watching it now. <laughs> uh, like, that's how I was as a kid. You yeah. know, like, like that's the thing is, is like, I've always been really passionate about mm-hmm. just my own set of stuff. And uh, I've always had people being like, well, either you're doing too much or you're going in too many different directions. And I'm like, listen. In order to have a catering company and a cleaning company and a production company, to have a production company, you need a catering company yeah. and a cleaning company. Yeah. You know what I mean? You need those things. I've been developing businesses and ideas and things in order to support a really good production company here mm-hmm. in Orange County. And I'm really ready to set up shop, you know, yeah. soon. So, yeah. Uh, so we'll be, we'll be getting, getting there soon. Very nice. When did I come, when did you start doing that then? When did you start uh, forming a production company? I'm kind of maybe skipping around a little bit. Oh we're on man, the comedy this thing. is the, this is third. This is the third go around for oh. me. I started my uh, my production company. I, I started working towards it in 2017. Mm-hmm. I rented this huge room in this really really nice house in Santa Ana, and it had a backyard with like a swimming no a swimming pool mm-hmm. and a big backyard, and it was a big open loft space with like a sink. And like, there was enough room to like do multiple like sets for like pictures and photography. And then we, there could have been like filming. And then there was a tub, a clawfoot tub. Mm -hmm. And I could have filled it up with milk, cereal, blood, anything. Anything. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm jealous. And then they ended up screwing us over and took our rent money and then kicked us out. And it was like really fucked up. That is fucked up. Um, So that was try one. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I recently started to help form a film troupe 
and they didn't really they weren't really on the business like mindset of things but really great filmmakers so that's take two and uh i'm about to try and pop off with take three here but i hear you, you got to go around a couple of times to figure yeah. out what you want in a different industry that you haven't really done before you know yeah third time's a charm so, third time is a charm oh i hope so fingers crossed oh, for you by the so, way man. what's the what's the production company name Thanks, man uh, the Good Girl Promotions and Productions. Okay, I like the name. GGPP. GGPP. Yep. Do you have a website up or anything at the moment, or are you still working on that? No, not yet. No, no. We're I'm still developing my team. Okay. Once I get my team, I'd like to be able to put biographies for everybody and have contact information and have links to their websites and mm-hmm. everything else. So, uh, it's a it's a development in process in progress. Like mm-hmm. I said, you know, things take a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you have good solid ideas and you have a plan. I don't think that you can, uh, I think that you can do anything. Well, life's you know, about planning. that's what I've been taught. Life, life, you have to plan uh-huh. life. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, uh, what is it that they say? They say that you can, uh, you can't plan to fail, but you can fail to plan. That, that is so. very true. And also it's not show art, it's show business. Yep. So there's another one for you. Yep. Boom. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of, a lot of, uh, artists, like they actually like still release a song like one day after they like tell people about it. Now there's some people who have the pull, like my, my buddy who's mm-hmm. part of dirty machine. He, he has the pull to, you know, two weeks after announcing that a song is going to be popular, you know, get pull. But at the end of the day, it's really a six month marketing strategy that yeah. most musicians and artists have. And I think that a lot of people do themselves a disservice, especially you know, when they're doing like short films and stuff like that as well. Like, you know, you're going to re- make people hungry. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's getting those views because you, you, you give people teasers and you give them things like that. The dirty machine, they, they know what they're doing. Yeah. But I mean, I've had other artists who didn't really know what they were doing, but luckily I did, but they still jumped the gun on me. Yeah. And I still, they still got like 69,000 views, yeah. you know? Which was crazy for Huntington Beach. I mean, but you you got to know where to post. Yeah, I know where to post for the marketing and stuff. It's it's just I mean, because people always like a lot of people. I think also think viral and they'll get like you know a million because like this is so funny. Like just in general, like they're like where he puts on YouTube and get a million views, and then it's like he didn't really market it well, and you didn't have content before then, and you just think you're gonna randomly get into the algorithm, which is impossible as well too. Yeah. So exactly. It's it's insane. Um, it, it's I'm I'm really happy to like announce like now mm. I I did get my first Spanish speaking part in a film two years ago. Oh nice! And that just came out. Um, that just came out. Uh, it's called Saved by Grace. It's on Amazon. It's on Vudu. Um, it can be you can buy a physical copy of it. It is starring Nancy Bellani. Uh, she is a stand up comic in L A. Um, who I adore, um, who luckily, you know, it was a really funny story actually behind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave me the part, not knowing that I speak Spanish. I got to set and then they go, oh, honey, this is a Spanish speaking part. I think we're going to have to recast. And I looked at this girl straight in the eye and I go, I speak Spanish though. <laughs> did she start, was all did like, you start speaking Spanish to her? No, she oh. just like, and then she was like, Oh well, then speak Spanish for me. I was like, okay, dance, monkey dance. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And I was like, yeah, I speak Spanish very fluently. 
uh, very lucky, you know. Um, and so I'm, I haven't even seen it yet. I'm actually thinking, do you have an Amazon, do you have an Amazon account? Oh, okay. I, I do have an Amazon <laughs> I'll, account. I'll send you three, I'll send you three dollars. I'll send you three dollars. <laughs> send me your link. <laughs> let me, let me rent a, let me, let, let me rent this movie, dude. <laughs> Uh, let me, I'm let me. supposed to be getting a copy. I'm supposed to be getting a copy soon, dude. Oh yeah. But she's like waiting. Yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to get in like a physical copy, like a DVD. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just want a link. Yeah. Uh, like I'm, I'm gonna hit her up and be like, listen, like, is there like a way that you can set up on Amazon to like put in a code for the actor? You know. Yeah, I'm surprised they like, like upload. There, like, there's gotta be something. Like a Vimeo on demand or something like that, or not Vimeo on demand, like a Vimeo and make it private or like a YouTube and make it private or something like unlisted. So you only you guys can see it, which is shocking. Yeah. I'm going to talk to her about it because I haven't seen it yet. And I'm really like, I'm anxious. Yeah. I mean, I'm like thinking, I'm like, I'm going to get an Amazon account just to watch this movie. This is Well, I mean, yeah, you should, you should do that. I mean, everyone has an Amazon account now. Come on. It's 2020. Ah, man. Nah. I'm off the grid, man. Oh, no, are, well, you're technically, you're on the grid by talking to me on this podcast. <laughs> so you're back on. I know, right? Ah, <laughs> dude. Sorry. Sorry. That's, um, that's your fault for accepting this podcast. <laughs> so, um, and then the other cool thing is, is that mm-hmm. I, uh, I recently started uh, assistant directing. Yeah, how did that come about? The last film, yeah. Um, so the film troupe that I started that I told you wasn't really like into the business kind of yeah. like, and, um, which is totally fine. You know, they're very passionate people, very yeah. talented people, but we were just not aligned. We weren't aligned. So, mm. um, um, but at the end of the day, really, really talented. And we did this short film called the last hit. Mm. You can find it on Vimeo. It, you can watch it for free. It's seven minutes and 34 seconds. Um, and it is an amazing piece of film. Um, it got ninth out of 756 submissions um, to this one film festival. I can't remember the name of it, but ninth. I can't even believe it. We got ninth. That's that's, that's great. incredible. That's incredible. That is. Yeah. So uh, I did wardrobe, some casting. I was the assistant director mm. and um, makeup as well. So. Wow. Uh, worked really, really hard on small that. Crew? Yeah. Well, when you have a small crew, yeah. When you have a small crew and a skeleton crew, it's, you know, you yeah. Know, people wear multiple hats. Oh yeah, but definitely. You know. Oh yeah. I've done it. I've done it multiple you know. times. I literally, uh, for one project I'm working on, I probably have every credit in the, in the credits. That's how much I did. Mm-hmm. So I understand. It's, right. It's a pain though. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it sucks. Cause it's like, you can't put all your attention. I mean, for me, I feel like I can't put all my attention I or I can't focus my one attention on one thing. I have like five other things I'm working on too, which is annoying a little bit. Mm-hmm. You okay? Sorry, man. Oh yeah, I was having these um sour peaches. Oh. I just need to get some water. That's always a plus. You want to hydrate yourself. Hydrate. Hydrate. So, what was so assistant directing and then makeup, all that stuff, and then what are you doing now? What what's going on with you now? Um, I'm assistant directing a commercial mm. um, for a comedian named Ryan Demarest. Um, we film on the 14th, mm-hmm. and I've got a comedy show in LA with Nancy Blaney. 
on February 22nd, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Those are the most current things that I have coming up. I'm also uh, working with Stephen Briggs. Mm -hmm. You know Stephen Briggs? Stephen who? Stephen Briggs. No, I do not know him. Oh, he's cool. You'd like him. He's a very interesting cat. Comedian, uh, filmmaker. Very, very, very good friend of mine. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll check him out. So, yeah. You know, and he, he's really funny. Yeah. So. So you got me now listening to the, uh, the po- a new podcast and I got to check out this other dude, Stephen Briggs. So you are, you are like mm-hmm. making me listen to new things today. You are just teaching mm-hmm. me. Teaching you me. You gotta. Yeah. You gotta, man. So what is, uh, so we're getting to the part of the podcast where we talk about like the, um, community. So like, you know, whenever, mm. so what is the community like? What is the strengths and weaknesses of, of the California community, I guess, or the, you know, Huntington Beach well, community? Well, I work in the, I work in the, I work in the Vegas community as well. Well, what, okay, let, me, Vegas, let so. me ask you that then too. Well. Like, what is the Vegas, right, what's the difference between the California community and the Vegas community? The strengths and weaknesses. I think that I've you seen. see each other, I think you see each other more often in the Vegas community. I think mm. that the film community is a lot smaller. Yeah. I think it's just yes. expanding right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot of people with not a lot of budget money go to Vegas. Yeah. And sometimes they spread themselves a little too thin. Mm-hmm. And I've experienced that. Um, I worked on a film called Big Life and um, I was second assistant mm. on that for just a couple of days because it was just way too stressful. Why Everybody was, it, was why, at each other's throats. Why was it? That's why it was stressful. No, it, it was un, Yeah, it was unorganized. Oh wow! Yeah, you know what? Like, uh, we get. I mean, let me ask you this: from being an outsider, but I've gotten this a lot from people on the podcast. Is that the Vegas film community feels very uh, clickish and fractured? Um, did you feel that way at all? Mm-hmm. Have you felt that way at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. See, everyone who's mm-hmm. listening. It's not just people who are locally. It's people who are not as local <laughs> who are saying the same, who are agreeing with me. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it is clicky. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause like, mm-hmm. I mean, that, there's a lot of game show, uh, game show opportunities out there too. Over yeah. at, um, Caesar's entertainment. Yes. They're doing a, what, who wants to be a millionaire? I believe out there, out here, out here. Yes. They were doing what, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, but they just did Catch 21 with uh, Roberio, Alfonso Roberio. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, Carlton yeah. Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I, I did background work for the Game Show Network. Oh, nice. In Vegas. Uh-huh. So it's not real people And that was there. very clicky. Oh, really? And that was very clicky. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, why would that be clicky? I mean, that's that's so interesting. Because it's all the same people, because it's the same agency who's doing all the background. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shit. Well, I mean, I mean that's that's also part of the actors out here too. I think that's another problem is that some of these a lot of people can't act because they're all like I mean they say they're actors but they're all a lot of them are background actors. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really. Help. I'm a background actor. But hey, hey, you know what? But you've also done other things too. You're not just you don't just do background, right? Mm-mm. No, but I did do background on um the rookie. Yeah. And Black Monday. Yeah. That's Seth Rogen and Don Cheadle. Seth oh, okay. Rogen's the producer and director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about the Wall yeah, Street Trash at 88, right? Mm-hmm. I was in the Bat Mitzvah scene. 
where he's uh he's like he came yeah he came <laughs> um i'm standing right behind uh ari from the league i can't remember his name but um yeah i'm the like ant figure i'm wearing like a blonde wig i'll, I'll send you a picture pretty funny oh. <laughs> it's funny seeing yourself on on camera it, yeah. it is. It is. Cause you're like, that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like also when you hear your voice for the first time, like on camera. I know. Right. Yeah. I know my voice sounds terrible. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I hate my voice. So, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I hate my voice. I like my voice. Okay. Well, that's good. Hey, if you like your voice, you that's cool. Like, More power to well, you. I kind of make it whatever I want. I kind of just make my voice whatever I want. So it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> we girls, we chameleons, you know. Did you just go Miss Swan for a second? Oh no, I did not go Miss Swan, but because you request. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good Miss Swan. He look. One second. He look. He looking like a man, okay? He looking like a man. Can you do Stuart's mom? Oh, yeah. Stuart! What does mommy say? What does mommy say? I would try my Stuart impression, but I know I'd fail miserably because of the pressure is now on me. I've try- got a Stuart. I've got right, a Stuart let me hear impression, Stuart. too. Let me, all right, let me hear it. You tell me to not do it unless she's a bitch. <laughs> No, no, don't touch me. No, stop it. Yeah. Oh, Stuart, classic, classic. Love it. So also, um, what do you, what do you think are the weaknesses as well in the communities or, or strength? Did we we talk about the strengths? We kind of mentioned like, you know, well, uh, I think that just the the lack of preparation, I think mm -hmm. a lot of people put into like, you know, even smaller budgets, like yeah, yeah. $25,000 budgets, you know, that I've worked on like mm-hmm. big life. They're just really unorganized. And then they were tapping into the budget too much. And the overhead was just too, sorry, yeah. was too overwhelming for the production itself, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it really hurt a lot of people when they started hurting for money yeah. and then we're screwing people out of pay. And yeah, I mean, that sucks. Like not to have like, I mean, I feel like you should ha- do- like double check your uh, you know, like, like like Santa Claus, you know, check check it twice your budget, and it, mm-hmm. like and how do you how do you mess that up and shit like you know I don't understand I don't know I'm not I'm not a production or line producer so I I, I I'm kind of like speaking out of turn I guess. Yeah, I worked directly with the line producer for that, and it yeah. was just a mess. Ugh. Yeah. And uh, what do you think we can do to help get to the next level besides being organized? I'm guessing is your answer. Is one of your answers? Um, I think that uh, one of the things that we can really do is mm. just um, be accepting of all different types of creatives. You know, mm. like we were speaking about that quirkiness, and yeah. I think that there's a point where, like, sometimes people don't feel welcomed or loved, or mm. you know, like, or like, you know, like, there's a lot of people that I I hear. Um, yeah, or just like not really into it either. Yeah. Like they're just doing it because it's a job. And it's like there's people who are doing it who who love it. 
you know, and if you're not going to do it because you love it and you're doing it for something else, you yeah. know, because, because your buddy, Oh, this is my buddy's production and I'm trying to help him out. Yeah. That's not really like what we need, you know, yeah, no, I you're agree. doing a disservice to other, to other like people that when you're like, well, I'm not, you, this isn't what I usually do. Okay. Well then why are you doing it? Then? Yeah. Like that's kind of what was off putting for me. I just thought it'd be cool to be in a production. I thought I'd be, you know, yeah. like, like, oh yeah, let me take some life pictures. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I mean, I've seen it too where like, yeah, like, um, I think that there's some people who are willing to do whatever it takes. And I think mm-hmm. there's other people who aren't. And, uh, you know, for me, I go all the way to Las Vegas. Yeah. I go wherever I have to. Yeah. I have motherfuckers telling me they are scared to take the bus in LA. Shit. And I'm all like, listen, what? Yeah. Get off your ass. Shut up. And, you know, put as much of an effort into this as I would, you know, because yeah. I don't want to work with uh, people who aren't passionate enough about it and who don't want it bad enough. Yeah. Well, you let, know? Me, let me ask you this is what is the hustle game like in like compare it to L.A. and Vegas? What is the hustle game like in L.A.? And then what is the hustle game like in Vegas that you've seen? And then on top of that, what the I guess comparisons of both, if you like the what what I think yeah. I think that there's more opportunities definitely for background work in LA casting mm. connections is really great um I think that there are some agencies in Vegas but Vegas is always going to be kind of sketchy and it's just like one of those things where like I'm not really doing film out there anymore yeah um but I do work with a uh, I casted a reality tv show on this new network called the Vegas network which yeah. is should be uh, coming up, have you heard of the ne- Vegas Network? I've heard of it, and you know, I, know. What? I remember like I think a year or two ago, maybe, or maybe I think it was a year ago. I think I saw it, and I thought it was a year out. ago. Yeah, I thought it was out, and I was like, oh, wh- where no, is- it hasn't aired yet. Okay, because I no. saw it let air something. And I was like, what, but what? I did the casting. I okay. did casting on uh, uh, Last City, which is a reality TV show about the comedians in Vegas. Interesting. Uh, what was that like experience actually like uh, the casting experience finding uh, how many like uh, I just I just met I just met a couple of comedians that really spoke out to me and mm-hmm. really like stuck out to me I do a lot of like uh, just scouting for for talent and that's because I've done a lot of agent work as well like yeah. when I want go to Chicago and St. Louis I've been actually like bringing other people I get other people booked all the time yeah. as well so I mean, I really am 1000% have my hand, like I am, if you would consider the entertainment industry, like, you know, soil, I'm yeah. up to my elbows in, you know, you, you, <laughs> you really are in a, it, a renaissance you know? woman. And then if you think about it, yeah, like, when it comes to this shit, yeah, fuck, yeah. dude, just use that yeah. word instead. Just call yourself that. I feel like that's the appropriate word. Woman. I am a renaissance woman. Well, okay. Not in like the, my feet. <laughs> Not in that nature, but <laughs> oh, but okay, I'll do it. 2020. Wait, yes. wait, 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 wait. I'm a Renaissance woman. Eat my pussy. Oh, okay, okay. maybe not right. Uh, did I not dial it back? 30, that right? 30, dial it back 30 years. I don't know. Shit. <laughs> I'm a Renaissance woman. No, like, whatever you want to do. I don't. I don't know. You. You. Any. Any year like, you want. Give me. Cut my hair. <laughs> Okay, that's Valley Girl. Oh, just you said thirty. <laughs> yeah, you said thirty years well, ago. That's listen, like the nineties. But at the same time, I don't think not, I mean you're you're generalizing, I think, too, a Valley Girl. Then you're just calling everyone a Valley Girl then in the nineties. 
why are we having this call? What? Nothing. Oh. I'm just joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude. Yes. I really do want Five Guys burgers and fries now. I know, and I'm, I, I, uh, I know I'm, I'm, I'm having zoodles tonight, and now I really want Five Guys. So I'm like, oh, you're really killing me mentioning Five Guys. Are you? Oh, you made you made noodles out of zucchini? No, my girlfriend's making them. We'll make it together. Technically, we just I usually cut them and spiralize them, and she does the rest. That's hot. Yeah. So it's That's a hot. it's our usual Friday thing. Yeah. That's really fucking cute, bro. Thanks. Do you live with her? No, no, no. We don't live together yet. Yet. How long have y'all been commingling? Uh, over a year. Over a year and so many months. Right on, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was. Uh, I courted my son's dad for six months, mm-hmm. and then we were together for three months, and then I moved into his bedroom. Nice. Because we were already roommates. Yeah. So then, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we yeah. just hung out for like six months. Um, and then it was like, what's up? Yeah. You want what about that dick, though? <laughs> what about that dick, though? <laughs> Mine? I don't, know what, I don't know if you, you plan on this being an adult podcast. I, it can be whatever. I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, I mean, I curse all the time on the podcast, so it's explicit as fuck. Oh, so. uh, okay, cool. I don't, I don't think my mom's yeah. listening to this podcast, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, my mom probably won't listen to it either. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, I just want people to like again. This podcast is about good stories and good like people and like people that are chasing the frame <sighs> and frame chasing, I should say. And you know, that's what you're doing. Being you're a Renaissance woman chasing the fucking frame. You're you're fucking frame chasing. You're doing you're doing things to get you to that next level. Fuck yeah, it is. So I I admire well, I don't that. Do drugs and alcohol anymore. So I gotta I gotta do something else. You know. Well, that's a good gotta thing. Get somewhere. So yeah. that's, that's a plus that you're not doing that. And is that fucked, yeah, that fucked up a lot of uh, fucking lot of actors and musicians can ruin your voice and all that yeah, shit. I guess you're sounding preachy as fuck I right mean, now. But I'm aren't sorry. Aren't you like an actor and a musician? Like, aren't you like a good one because you're going through some kind of mental or emotional turmoil, you know? No, that's kind of what makes you a great artist. No, <laughs> suffering makes me a great artist and pain. And that's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just, just pain. Yeah. Without love, oh, how do I know you didn't go with that, uh, that, that song? How I, oh, God. Oh, my God. Why am I blanking on who that okay. is? I know. Three days yeah, okay. I thought so. I'm like, I'm bl- I know that song. Is that thrice uh, or is that three days thrice? No, it's three days no, thrice. Three thrice days is thrice. Image of the Invisible and uh, Artist in the Ambulance. I love... Uh, I love that kind of like fucking music though. Nickelback. Oh my god! Don't get me started on my obsession. Oh my god! Michael Bolton. Do not get me started. Uh, the Nickelback might. Have, the, I might have to stop the podcast for my uh, for Nickelback. I don't. I think you might are the only person in the nation that likes Nickelback. Besides, oh Karen. no! I, I, not only do I like Nickelback, I love Nickelback. Oh I like god. adore Nickelback. Like if the lead singer was right here right now, I'd probably suck his dick. Well, you, you know, know what. what? Um, about that, I thought you were really awesome until I heard Nickelback. <laughs> no, I'm <kidding. laughs> I am. I also have an addiction to Michael Bolton. It's fine. You know, I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not upset about the Michael Bolton thing. To be honest, I mean, Michael Bolton. I, I adore Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton with that mullet back in the day is dope. Dude, bah. Yeah, and Kenny G, by the way, is pretty fucking dope. I think too, but that's besides the point. 
<laughs> Why do Kenny G and, and uh, Michael Bolton look like they are like long lost brother cousin? Because they are uncle people. Because they are. Oh, no, are, they I, are. No, 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 no. Fuck you, bro. Kenny, can, you know Kenny G is so popular that they play a song in Japan uh, where it's called like "Go Home" or something like that, or "Fly Home" or something, "Fly on Home." Yeah, in the they, when the stores are closing, they play that song. And when he's at the concert, he has to tell everyone in Japan, like, "Hey, um, or yeah, he's like, uh, don't you have to leave? Don't don't leave yet. We're not done with the song. We're not done with the show. So there's more. So yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Plays the clarinet. Does he play the oboe or the clarinet? I think it's the sax. No, way too high for the sax. No, but there's a certain sax though. There's a certain saxophone he oh, uses. Oh, an alto sax. Yeah, it's it's something. I know it's a. Uh, hold on, hold on. Look it up. Look, let's look it up. Let's look it I up. I put hold in Skinny G. I meant Kenny G. He plays the alto sax, or he plays the. What kind of sax does Kenny um, G play? Please, first thing, first thing that came up on Google. Okay, come on. What is it? Alpha sax. It, it says the American saxophone. Oh, American saxophonist. Why? Why? Now my internet's not working. Oh my god, kill me today. Kill the, the fuck. I also did Skinny G. That's so weird. Okay, hold on. It's like Skinny Jeans. He's an American. It says American saxophonist. Uh, it's a jazz saxophonist. Uh. Come on, smooth jazz, adult contemporary. Give me soprano saxophone, alto saxophone, tenor saxophone, and then flute. That's what it says on the instruments on Wikipedia. Yeah, but the song that he did was the alto sax. Oh, and by the way, associated. Guess who his associated act is? Mm. Michael Bolton. Ah! (laughs) So uh, uh, that just went full circle. So, uh, that's so funny so do you have any uh, nuggets or last last advice you want to give to the people on the podcast yeah um just keep, keep fucking going you know like mm-hmm. at the end of the day like there's there's gonna be days where you fucking hate it yeah and where you like you just want to fucking scream and like you're going to get into a fight on set with somebody or somebody's going to disagree with something or somebody's going to have too much of an ego or you know what i mean like it, there's there's a million ways that can it can go wrong you know and then there's a million ways that you know that it's right and i think that you grow as a filmmaker through every like every little struggle and bump in the road mm-hmm. you know yeah and i think that it's really important that you go through all of those things in order to become a great filmmaker and just because you know you feel a little discouraged right now mm. doesn't mean that you don't have like fantastic things like ahead you know and just keep pushing keep pushing because no matter what anybody says like you can keep going you know and if you know being a PA doesn't work for you then try try the art department you yeah. know if you know you don't like that then try gaff you know yeah. go into like try to be a cameraman be a sound guy yeah. you know you don't have to be a PA and if you know you are you know in art department and or you're in another like thing and you want to direct you know say something to somebody write something you know like and you know you don't have to pay people to like act and stuff like i've i've had like kevin caliber he's the guy who plays superman on the supergirl you know he played mm-hmm. superman on supergirl on the the pilot episode and uh 
really, really great guy work for free. You know, yeah. like you don't have to have a lot of money to do this either. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to have a love and a passion for it. And you really have to be able to see the big picture as mm-hmm. in that like film is to touch everybody, you know, like yeah. it's there for the purpose of entertaining, but also relating and opening up doors um, and hearts and minds. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a really important responsibility that we have and we have to take it seriously, you know, and um, when we have people who don't take it so seriously, it really does affect everybody on set, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, it's just, it's, it's important that when, if you are on a team that you just be the best teammate that you can be, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yep. Good. I like it. I like that answer. So thanks, man. You're welcome. What is your social media you want to give to the people? If you like to give your social media out there to the people. Um, so I have the good girl company 17 mm-hmm. and is that on DJ Instagram? Vanilla Ice. Is that, is that on Inst- yeah. These oh, yeah. are my Instagrams. Yeah. And then I, it's a DJ Janilla Ice, DJ J A N I L L A I C E. Um, DJ Janilla Ice. You can find me on Instagram. You can also find me Janaya Kaufman mm-hmm. or the good girl company promotions and productions. Uh, the Good Girl Catering Company and the Good Girl Cleaning Company. Find me all through social media. Um, and then uh, it is uh, OC Girl 420 is my Twitter. Okay. Voice. But I don't really use it. Who uses Twitter anyway nowadays except people that troll? Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> or people that just watch cryptocurrency. Oh my God. And my Twitter. MySpace is also Janaea Kaufman. Oh, well, you still have a MySpace. Holy shit. <laughs> Hey now, no, I don't have no. Oh. I, just, okay, I don't got no. I don't got no no space. I have a, I have a question about the DJ no. Janelle oh. Ice thing. By the way, uh-huh. do you have a, like a Ice Ice Baby cover song that you do? No, but I'm actually looking into like doing that. Okay. Um, but that's been like something that like I've been thinking about like doing mm-hmm. uh, for my comic, my comedy. I've been thinking about just doing it. Welcome, DJ Janelle Ice. Like I've been thinking about making it at my. Uh, I like it. My comedy name. That way I can have my introduction song be I, I, Have you ever heard the yeah. song White, White Baby? Please say you have. Uh-uh. It's in Living Co- Oh my God, I'm going to send that to you right now. Dude, do it. Um, dude, have you seen uh, Lean Like a Chola? Have you heard Lean Like a Chola? No, I have not. I have not heard of that. I lean like a chola, way up high. Thick eyeliner in my eye. Got four kids with three guys. I lean like a chola. Fucked up. In- interesting. I didn't write it. Are you okay? I didn't write well, it. That's good. That's good to know. Okay. I did write. Uh, do you know the elote man? Do you know the elote man? The elote. No, <laughs> I never. Heard, have you ever heard of the uh, comedian John Valby? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh my god! I, 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 I <laughs> maybe. Need to, I need to send you some of his stuff. He is Doctor Dirty. Um, I've got a, I've got another song that's called, instead of Mr. Sandman, it's Mr. Come Man. Mr. Oh, Come Man. Oh my God. You bring would, me a I, dream. I think you would love John Valby then. Hold May on. he have the biggest hands I've ever seen. All right. Where is it? Uh, John so funny. <laughs> Oh man. I'm like really, I can't wait to, uh, get music into my comedy act. I'm really working on that. I, I've been doing when you're back music in Vegas, and comedy separate to when, it. When you're back in Vegas doing a comedy show, I want to come see you. I, I'm going to, I'm going to come see you. Oh man, that'd be great. I'd love yeah. for you to come. Yeah. I'd love to see your uh, stand up. I want to now see you sing ice ice baby or something like that on stage though at the same time. So now I'm like, 
I'm waiting to see this whole now. Ding, 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 ding. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Ding, it's ding, it's ding, not ding, that. Ding, it's it's ding, 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 ding. Get that little t in there. Because you'll get sued if you don't. Yeah. Right. Because you never uh, the whole, like, uh, you no, know, Queen and uh, Vanilla Ice had that suing thing happened with the Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that little yeah. T in there. So. Well, man, well, thank- you, how are those zoodles coming along? Uh, I don't know yet. You gonna I'll- go eat some din din? I have to go. I have to go over her house, so I have to leave in a second. But thank you, Janae, by the way, for being on the bot- podcast. It was a pleasure speaking to you and meeting you for the first time, too. By the way. Yeah, you too, man. Thanks for the time. I appreciate uh, it being I- able to talk about, you know. Yeah. I'll be able to talk about me for like a minute. You hey. know? Everyone has a story, and I think you know it's you know, lovely I think to hear. Girl it. loves to talk about herself for an hour. You know? Well, hey, you know what? Hey. I mean, I like listening for an hour. That's my whole thing. <laughs> so oh, that's hot. That's hot. That girlfriend of yours, she's really lucky. Yeah, I guess so. What? Yeah. You tell that girl. You give that girl a high five for me. I will. I'll give her a high five and then a slap on the ass. High five. <laughs> <laughs> so. Again, uh, thank you again, and thank you guys for listening. And remember, we're on the we're on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, if that's the correct app. And then it's TuneIn.com, or no, TuneIn something, or TuneIn. I always get this confused. Yeah, TuneIn Radio is the app, guys. Um, we're on all those platforms. We're on Overcast. We're on, you name it, we're probably on it. I think we're not on Google Pod. I don't know if we're on Google Podcasts. That's something uh, I can't find at the moment because I don't have a Google phone. Okay. So, uh, you know, and then if you're not a Patreon member, that's cool. And if you are, that's even better. But at the same time, I respect both of you for listening to the podcast, man. Thank you so much. And again, guys, you know, I can't do this without the love and support of you guys. So again, keep on listening. And again, thank you, Janae. And thank you guys. Have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great year. Have a great month. Also, stay in the wrong order. We'll catch you next time on Chasing the Frame next Wednesday. See you. Peace.